When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, and Brady Holtman, staff writer, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Get that subscription ordered today and can log on. Save $10 with your annual subscription to Hale Varsity Magazine.com. Get the bundle, the digital, the print. And the uh, code is GBR when you go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Brady, good to see you, man. Thanks for jumping on the uh, the stream with us. Big weekend of official visitors we'll get to in just a moment. But you've been working, uh, been slaving away on the, uh, the, the, the numbers of the day, and that's 335. You've got a really cool feature coming up without giving the whole thing away. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of your research for uh, a feature you have coming up here on Nebraska's new defensive coordinator, Mr. Wh- Mr. White, uh, yeah, science, and uh, also uh, just some of the, I don't know, the ins and outs here, what Nebraska's walking into potentially. Yeah, so um, I I did some digging once it kind of became apparent that um, Tony White was going to be the guy. Um, and he he's got a really interesting background i know a little bit about it he's a disciple of rocky long i know a little bit about rocky uh just from my my years over in wyoming covering mountain west and everything um it's it's really interesting it's it's not what you think it's going to be when i think the initial twitter reaction when they see 335 they think it's you know just three down linemen and then three kind of speedy linebackers going wherever but the thing that tony white does and has done since taking over at syracuse is shuffle the guys around and he brings in um, different packages. Sometimes they can disguise it and it'll look like a bear front where they've got, you know, two of those linebackers that kind of come in, they close gap in space and attack the line of scrimmage. Whereas maybe some of those, you know, the two defensive ends that are stand up in a two point stance drop back into coverage. Um, maybe they'll shift things around and they just, they, they disguise it really well, but they also play really aggressively with it. Um, that's one of the little tweaks that White has done with his version of the 3-3-5 is make it a lot more aggressive and let guys kind of float, float around. Uh, so I, I kind of did a little bit of research looking back at it, the origins of how not just the formation itself, but how White approached it through Rocky Long and through his mentors and how he's kind of adapted it and made his own and uh, to possibly give Husker fans a little bit better idea of what they might be looking at. Brady, in your opinion, how much roster turnover is going to be needed on this defense to make the 3-3-5 work? I think there's a few guys that, that do kind of fit like a glove. I, I think of Isaac Gifford, and we saw Jamari Butler coming back today. I think he's another guy who fits. But which guys fit, which guys don't, and how much roster turnover do you think is going to be needed? Um, I think Javen, Javen Wright is going to be another guy I think that could easily fit into that system and scheme. Um, I'd be curious to see what um, Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich um, do in that i think they could adapt very well to it uh they've they do have just a solid group of linebackers i think if ernest hausman decides to come back to nebraska from the portal 
that would be a big get, obviously, to, to kind of fill out more depth there. But then you've got, um, like, Oshawn Mathis just declared for the draft. Um, that's kind of a hit. I think he would have fit in well there. But the guys that they have at the edge right now, Jamari, um, Garrett Nelson, I think, would fit in well there. And then they, they, they do have a very talented group of guys in the secondary that can kind of float around, you know, Buford, Newsom, guys like that, I think, that could really thrive in that system. Brady Oltman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Brady, do you think that this new defensive scheme has a bigger learning curve than maybe learning, say, a 3-4 as opposed to a 4-3, or what's your take on that? It could. It definitely potentially could. Um, but to put it in a little bit of perspective, the 3-3-5 three, three, was something that, that Matt Rule kind of picked up. He implemented it at Baylor. That was what he wanted to do to kind of help rebuild that system. He is familiar with White. He's one of the very few coaches that he hasn't coached alongside, but White was a linebacker when Rule was a defensive lines coach at UCLA. So there is some crossover there, and that's how they know each other. So it's it's going to be really interesting. I think um, the guys that are kind of on the fence, not knowing if they'll fit in, they now see the system that they're going to be looking at. I think a lot of them are going to be looking at film and deciding if their skills fit in well there. Um, it's it's a it's a defense that can lead to finesse and match up well against finesse, but also I'm really fascinated to see because on paper it can definitely match up well with the Iowas and Wisconsin's and Minnesotas um, of the Big Ten West. Brady, lay out if you can how that's the that's the freak out. It's the freak out at the grocery store. It's the freak out on message boards. It's the freak out on Twitter. It's the freak out on the phone lines. Uh, how pray tell? Can the three three five match up physically with Iowa, with Wisconsin, assuming Wisconsin stays bully ball, and uh, of course Minnesota? We'll see Syracuse without White against Minnesota this bowl season. Yeah, it's it's going to kind of really be interesting to see how it all maps out um, because initially it was initially when it was installed at New Mexico and San Diego State, it was a way of of schools to utilize their athleticism and their speed to overcompensate what they lacked in size against teams like USC and UCLA and those power schools. Now, when you see it kind of implemented um, a little bit at Iowa State, um, a little bit at, at um, I think, who was it? Uh, Oklahoma and TCU, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd implemented a little bit, a lot more than, you know, kind of your base level that you'd get with Tony White over at Syracuse. But even then, you're talking only a true 3-3-5, three, three, uh, less than half of defensive snaps. So it's it's going to be really interesting in the personnel scheme and matchup. But today, the, the college football athlete and the college football defender, front seven, anybody, is going to be more athletically gifted. I mean, they're going to be able to pack that walloping punch while also being able to spread the field a little bit more than they were 10, 15 years ago, you know? Um, I mean... One of the guys that stood out initially for uh, this system at New Mexico was a guy that could, you know, clobber running backs, but also drop into coverage. That guy was Brian Erlacher, and it turned out pretty well for him. So that's the kind of evolving world that this system is now leaning towards and working in. And, yeah, you've got some big uglies up front, but when you're giving some of those backers and the guys closing in, a three-yard head start to build up some steam and push into them while they're shooting off the line, it's going to be really interesting to see how that sizes up. Brady, something I brought up back in hour one, and I want to pose the question to you and see if I'm 
onto something or from way off target. As I said, I think this could be Matt Rule looking ahead to the future and thinking the three three five could be the future for defenses of college football, maybe for the next decade or so. Would you agree with that sentiment just with how flexible the defense can be that it could be the, the future for the wider world of college football? Well, it's going to be really interesting. It definitely could be. Uh, I think the the real uncertainty with this, and Matt Rule kind of alluded to it in his introductory um, press presser, was that not only do you have to win in the Midwest, you know, in November and December, and you have to be built for it, you're going to have to be able to win in the East Coast. You're, and in two years, you're going to have to be able to win in California at some point. So this is, I think, a, a unique blend of that, but it's also a way of they can make it a bare front and a strictly a run stop fit gap scheme with per, with the proper personnel if they wanted it to be, or they can you know make it a fast spread centric way to stop pass first kind of way depending on the personnel that they've got out there. So, I mean, it's I, I see where Husker fans get concerned because it's not a stereotypical black shirts you know big tough defense up front but it it definitely can be with the right personnel and with the right um tweak of aggression that tony white likes to use brady uh last time i saw a bear defense was an arrowhead it was rex ryan he was the defensive coordinator in 1998 for oklahoma state one of the ryan brothers anyway uh beer gut and, and mullet so i get them confused but they, they ran a bare defense against uh, Solich's squad, and uh, Nebraska won by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin on a goal line stand. So the bare defense uh, can, can really mess with you. Uh, big weekend of visit- visitors. Want to get, uh, get some takes from you on uh, some of the guys here portal-wise. You have Cornelius, the offensive tackle. Sims, the quarterback. Elijah Judy, also the edge uh, man from, from A&M. What's your gut tell you here? As far as Nebraska being able to land one of those three, you think it's uh, it's better than good? Um, I think it's better than good if they can get at least one. Um, Cornelius is interesting uh, because that is kind of the Matt Rule guy that he likes to get in. I mean, a standout at Rhode Island, he's got a couple of years of eligibility left. Um, he's he's built for that next leap, and that's mm-hmm. something that Matt Rule wants to do is is give them that last step. Um, Sims is interesting to me just in the sense of he's going to offer you something different than like, say, a Casey Thompson would. He's, he's just a, a different kind of quarterback. And I wonder if he fits more in with the Marcus Satterfield style of offense in that way. But I'm, I don't, I don't know. I haven't got a good read on him. And then, um, Judy, I, I want to say Nebraska has got a good inroads with him. I think that he, he likes Nebraska so far. Um, obviously that can change or become cemented, um, after the weekend, mm-hmm. But I, I, he's a tough one to read. Um, but he does have more years of eligibility, and I think the three-three-five might also lead into something that he would, he thinks that he would fit in well with. Cornelius, uh, offensive tackle, uh, that that is from Rhode Island. Just to give you a position uh, point, twenty twenty-three targets. A leaner feel on, on Malachi. I know the Buffs have visited. I know Michigan's visited. Syracuse even visited uh, Mal- East was busy yesterday. Yeah, I I'm very my hats off to to Lincoln East and how they've handled this because this is probably the most you know attention and the most uh, three quarter zips that they've had walk through that building in quite some time. But Malachi's it's really fascinating because you know some of his top choices when he was picking out hats and chose Nebraska initially we haven't really seen as much from them anymore. I think maybe they've 
cycled through or have cut their losses or have or they're waiting to make their final push. Um, but you're also talking, you know, Georgia and Oregon and schools that it's it's a trek to get to Lincoln, especially in, in December when you're thinking, you know, early push for the early signing day. But if if I if I were a betting man or if I were to to kind of give a lean here, I would probably say Nebraska's got En-ROADS just because that's where he committed before. He responded well to Matt Rule during an in-home visit, and they I think they they think about life in a similar way. But having said that, I mean a lot of college football changes every day, and it, when when you've got Coach Prime out there, anything can happen. Brady, last thought here, about 30 seconds. Cameron Linhart's a name that former Husker uh, recruit, a lot of Husker fans know. Well, what do you think the Matt Rule's chances are with a guy like Cameron Linhart? I think he could like – I think Cameron could really like Matt um, in his system and with that defense in the three-three-five again. I think with a guy that's athletic, speedy, able to kind of move bodies the way that he's able to do on the edge, I think he might lean Nebraska on that way. Well, don't forget the New York connection. Staten <laughs> yeah, Island. So uh, there you go. Be sure to check out Brady Altman's story this weekend. Hale Varsity Magazine, great uh, research and info on the 335 and Coach White. Brady, have a weekend, bud. Thanks for the time today. Yeah, man. Always appreciate it. All right. There we go. Clausburn, his naughty and nice list next. <laughs> 